It's Shani, your nerdy girlfriend and life coach from simpleonpurpose.ca. This is the podcast for moms on the go who want to simplify their home, their hearts, and their lives. And today, we're going to talk about simplifying our hearts. I have something fun for you. In the Simple on Purpose Facebook group, where we have chats throughout the week, I asked for coaching volunteers. I asked for any woman who was willing to be coached and have portions of that coaching shared on the podcast here. Laura was one of them. So I asked this, I wanted to share a coaching call because I get a lot of questions. What is coaching? What do I bring to coaching? Does it need to be a goal that I'm setting? And really, it can be any obstacle, any hurdle that is in your way of showing up well. And when I say showing up well, I mean showing up in line with your values. And that's something we're unpacking in this coaching call. So Laura and I had about an hour long call and I have broken it up into three episodes here to keep them bite-sized because I'm all about making things simple and easy to listen to. In the first part of this call, we're going to talk about seeing the cycle, getting awareness on the issue, the cycle it's creating in her life, how to deal with uncomfortable and negative emotions. In the next part, part two, we're going to talk about being a mom on purpose We're going to talk about control, getting to know what values she wants to bring in her parenting, and the difference between comparison and recognition. And in the last part, part three, we're going to wrap it up and we're going to talk about what it looks like for her to enjoy her days of motherhood with her toddler and her baby. We're going to talk about gratitude and joy in motherhood, where that joy can come from, and how she can put all of this into action. So let's start out with part one. I will let you know at the beginning, this call has some audio glitches and then we got disconnected and reconnected at one point. So the audio does improve. Hang in for that. Laura came to coaching to work on two main things. The first one is how to deal with feelings of jealousy when kids show preference towards her husband. And the other one is how to set a mantra for motherhood that she can tap into to keep her present and enjoying the motherhood experience. Let's open up with part one of the call. Yes, I would say um, summing it up would be feeling a little bit um, fearful of my kids having preference for my husband and operating out of jealousy. Um, I don't want to be jealous at all. I love them both so dearly. I have my husband's name is Alex Mm -hmm. and I have two daughters, um, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And they're all just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what it is about me, if it's just my character or I am an Enneagram four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they're like sin or whatever is jealousy. Mm-hmm. So it definitely, I'm a jealous person and it's showing up. And I, I don't know what to do with my thoughts around it. I don't know how to move past it because I feel like it's getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be a big thing. And then the other thing that I would really love your insight on is like, Um, coming up with or how to develop like what I would call a motherhood mantra Mm -hmm. Um, something that I can keep like you know saying aloud or even just thinking of or um, writing it down putting on the fridge like a phrase to remind myself of I don't want to say my goal because that feels too vague but like um, the perspective I want to have like my kids are only little for a while and just like keeping that really fresh in my mind so like a way to keep the perspective that I want instead of like falling into like oh this is really boring or you know my kids are really whiny can't they just I can't wait till bedtime 
So those would be my two topics. Yeah. So let's start with the first one. And I think it's going to naturally flow into the next one. The fear of your kids having a preference for your husband. Is this something that you believe happens or something that you're afraid is going to happen? I think I am afraid of it happening. Okay. What kind of situations are you afraid it would happen in? Um, I guess any type of circumstance, like for my little one, if she would, you know, walk up to him and put her arms up and like want him to hold her. If I was there, that would just feel like crushing to me. Mm -hmm. Or like if my older daughter, Rue, she would want, I don't know, you know, anything like, no, I want dad to do it. Like, I it could be like the tiniest thing, like buckle me into my car seat or I want, you know, dad to play this game with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I'm with them all the time. Mm-hmm. And like my husband wants to spend time with them, and like he's totally valid for thinking that way and wanting that. It's I'm really scared because it's really painful because I think I just get jealous or I'm not sure why I'm so scared of it. Yeah, but I think it is it is hurtful. It what part about it hurts you? Um, I guess it's the uh, is rejection too strong of a word? Not if you feel the, it. Like, okay, yeah. So it'd be um, just the desire for someone else and not for me. I think mm-hmm. it's it's less of the desire for someone else and more of like the desire not for me. Okay, right. So when they want him, it means they reject me. Yes. Versus um, looking at what he has and wanting that. So say like, I want dad to do it. And you looking at that and being like, Oh, I want that for myself. It's a little bit deeper than that, where it's, you fear that that's not available to you now. Mm. Yeah. So a bit of scarcity there that if, if they want him, they want me less. There's only so much desire. There's only so much wanting available within the family and it's all going towards him. Mm. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. That sounds like what I feel. Yeah. So you're thinking these things like any situation could come up and and it sounds like you're even anticipating situations that would come up. And the idea that they're going to prefer him feels like rejection and being rejected. And then how do you start to show up when you feel like you've been rejected? Oh man, it's so ugly. Ah man, I just... I don't like this part of myself. It's definitely mm-hmm. one of the more embarrassing things because like I can see that it's just not loving. It's not coming from a place of love. Like mm-hmm. my heart is just kind of grasping because I don't want to be not wanted, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do I show up? I, I'm kind of a bit of a planner. So I tend to try to plan and control um, situations or schedules. So there's not a lot of time like for this type of thing to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even like this call. So my husband's with my kiddos now, which is like great, but I'm like, oh man, they're going to be having so much fun and they're mm-hmm. going to make all these memories. And when I'm with them, it's just like kind of lame and nothing is exciting. We just do the same thing. We just change diapers and we watch a Paw Patrol and then we have a snack like that but then when dad comes home it's like oh my gosh we can play and he's like such a super fun dad Mm -hmm. so they like love him which 
I love him too. Obviously I'm married and so, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, getting back to your question, how I show up is my feelings get hurt and I tend to, I think, kind of shut down. I can't really mask my feelings very well. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's very apparent and I know that my kids can tell that I am, um, I think I go inward and kind of quiet and just like my general, I'm going to call it like my vibe, mm-hmm. I guess, really kind of sink. And that kind of, you know, Alex can tell that my husband can tell. And he's like stuck in this weird place of like, okay, so do I keep having fun with my kids or do I like go help my wounded wife over there? Yeah. You know, so it just like is really messy. Um, and I, it seems kind of selfish. Mm-hmm. It's a little self-serving too just only be like acting or controlling these situations so that I don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've been married for seven ish, seven or eight years. And like jealousy is just like my, I don't know, my character flaw. So mm-hmm. I, I need help stepping out of that. Right. And I think the first thing you can do is kind of remove the self-judgment that is layered on top of all of this. I mean, on one hand, you're dealing with this emotion. And then on the other hand, you start judging yourself for it. Right. And, Hmm. and you almost start to identify that I am jealous that I am a jealous person rather than letting those be your feelings and not identifying yourself as your feelings, but letting your feelings be something you experience as a person. So instead of I'm a jealous person, and I'm judging myself for it. It could be sometimes I experience jealousy. Mm, you see the okay. difference there? So removing these feelings from being part of your identity, which feels necessary, right? It does feel necessary to because you have such a range of emotion as a type four, and you feel things so deeply, mm. deeply identify with them. But especially a feeling like jealousy that that is something that's not allowing you to show up how you want to show up starting to distance and mm-hmm. say, right now I'm experiencing jealousy instead of right now I'm jealous. So just kind of picking up from that spot of releasing yourself from all of the judgment that I am a jealous person. I shouldn't be feeling jealous. Like that's really one of the first steps at working through this. Okay. So how do I do that? How do I release myself? Well, is it a bad thing to experience jealousy? Is it? inherently bad no it feels bad (laughs) exactly these emotions we call them negative because they don't feel good in our bodies but some people might experience jealousy and it's actually a positive experience for them it might motivate them they might enjoy it it might call them up to something higher but we label it negative because it's uncomfortable and it's part of the human experience right all of the emotions in the world are designed to charge and action in us. Each emotion serves a purpose, right? That's why emotions exist, to prompt an action that our brain thinks we should take, right? Jealousy can be helpful. What is jealousy telling you? What, why do you think God invented this emotion, like this emotional complex, including jealousy? Um, jealousy would be like the desire to be loved or included, um, like kind of spurring into that, like Mm -hmm. kind of, I don't know. Is that right? (laughs) That's it. That's what it's teaching you. The, The thing is it's there to teach you something. And it sounds like 
for you, it's teaching you what you want more of. I always think of that too. Like when you look at someone else's life online and you're like, oh, I love her kitchen. I'm kind of jealous. It's because (laughs) I actually want a kitchen like that. And I can own that, right? Instead of making it about them and how I'll never have it. I can just be like, oh yeah, I would totally love a kitchen like that. Good for them. I know it's possible. (laughs) Now I can see that it's possible to have that kitchen. So jealousy Mm -hmm. has a role. It can be useful. We don't like how it feels. And, and also for you, you don't like how it makes you act, right? Because this whole cycle, when you think they're going to prefer him and not me, that whole cycle you get into of feeling hurt, feeling rejected, and then starting to control things, shutting down, like you said, being wounded is now you've rejected a part of yourself as a mom and you've rejected a part of them. Mm -hmm. So we're, almost perpetuating a cycle of rejection in these relationships. Hmm. How do you want to feel when your kids say, I want dad to do it for me? Like best case scenario? Yeah. If I could pick how I felt? Totally. <laughs> um, I would be like, I would be happy for both of them and I can, I can currently see the benefits. Like I know having, um, like a really present father figure Mm -hmm. is like so huge. And like, to me, rationally, that makes so much sense. Like I get that, Mm -hmm. but then like emotionally, it's not really mattering. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, okay, I know this is good for everybody, but I still am feeling terrible about it when it happens. So I guess, how would I want to feel would be to welcome it. Um, ultimate, maybe ultimately maybe to trust that like at the end of the day, they are still going to love me just as much, mm-hmm. even if they have love in their hearts for, the, for him that like, they are going to love me maybe even more if I'm not having these like little moody wounded bouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But yeah, I would like to feel just happy and kind of, I feel like that's how it's supposed to be, you know, like dad, dad comes home from work and it's great. And now the whole family's together instead of like, oh man, dad's coming home Mm -hmm. and just having these like bittersweet mixed feelings of like, I kind of do want to break. This is a long day just being with these little kids. Um, But at the same time, like I want to hoard them and I want to hoard their love because I don't know why, because it's, it feels good. And it makes me have a, a really clear purpose maybe, or, um, I don't know, obviously it's self-serving of some kind. And so that's selfish. So I would like best case scenario would to feel joyful, to feel welcoming of Alex, um, welcoming of their love for him. And I think the biggest one just talking through it is that I could trust them and I could trust just, I don't know, just our relationships, um, mine with the girls that like we're solid, you know, we spend a lot of time together and that they're still going to love me too. They're not going to love me less because they love him more. Right. Yeah. Which I I would love to feel that. (laughs) And I think that's the hard part is it's not that they love dad and they love mom. It's that when they love dad, they love me less is that's kind of the challenge that your mind is throwing back at you as a roadblock. Yeah, that sounds, that's it. And that scarcity mindset 
abundance mindset reminds us that there's so much to go around. There's plenty to go around. Like you say, you want to see the benefits. How does their relationship with each other benefit you? Um, well, the first one that comes to mind is just like a break. Yes. <laughs> from pretending, from, you know, getting the snacks, from diaper changes to just all the little particularities of taking care of young kids. Mm-hmm. Um, how's it a benefit? To, I could explore my own hobbies, I, which is kind of silly because I feel like I really want to have hobbies, but I don't have a lot of energy for hobbies. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, you know, I could carve out more time if I felt, if I didn't feel like I was going to lose my relationship with my kids or, you know, like lose their preference. Um, I think that I would go stay longer with my friends or I would feel, um, more apt to go to a yoga class or, you know, go to the Y and work out. Mm-hmm. Those are all things that I enjoy, but I have these second thoughts of like, yes, I want to do that, but you know, it's going to come at this cost to me, which mm-hmm. is painful. So I'm going to, you know, figure out a way to work out at home or like leave the friend party early. So when they wake up from their nap, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was that, Oh, what could I do? What was the actual question? Yeah, that, that's the benefits, right? Like there's this whole, and, and you kind of mentioned it when we were sharing notes back and forth before this, that you do want these kinds of breaks, right? Mm-hmm. You do want more meaningful, more purposeful time that you feel like you can rest and have a break. Mm-hmm. Part yeah. of the part of considering this relationship with your daughters is the idea that they have to prefer me in order for our relationship to be successful. Mm-hmm. Is it always true that your kids should prefer your company over others? No, I, I mean, especially after quarantine, it's like, <laughs> we have a lot of time together. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't, bl- I would not blame them rationally I would like logically I can get it like Mm -hmm. I kind of feel that way too like why don't you go play princesses with you know someone else like I don't Mm -hmm. really want to do this but so yeah no I I would understand that Mm -hmm. they would want different influences and different people and different even pretend play voices you know it's like I wouldn't I would understand that rationally and logically And so let's just play on that too more. How will you know that you have the relationship you want with your daughter? The first part of this call was all about getting awareness on where she is. Knowing where she is before she decides where she wants to go. Head on over to part two whenever you're ready.